wish I could stop that uh, talking on those spots as easy as I can stop Jaws from talking sometimes, but <laughs> I can't. Well, and welcome to Book Talk. Everything seems to be in the right clouds, to, I mean, in the right atmosphere. Today, no more, well, we've got a thunderstorm going here in Florida, but that shouldn't be no big deal. So let's turn it over to Jenny and Nolan, and Jenny, take it away. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Book Talk. Hope everyone had a good reading week. I know I did, and then hope everyone maybe thought about a book that they'd like to read. And Nolan, I'll hand it to you. I'm here for now. Um, <laughs> Let's hope we'll you're here see. for the whole hour, Nolan. That was bizarre. That was the strangest experience I've ever had with a cable modem. It just went dark. And I called Ira and the young woman said, you know, you don't have any lights on anywhere on that device. <laughs> Usually there's at least one, right? Yep. If, if, if things go bad, there's always at least one that's on there. And she said, no, that, that thing is, is dark. It's like it's in the box. So anyway, they... They rebooted it twice, and let's see if I make it through the program today. It just, there was no warning. It uh, was phenomenal. So I was kind of proud of my ad-libbing skills, though. I'm proud of you. I, I knew you'd come through. I mean, it, <laughs> Well, I, we already have a caller, by the way, Jane. So, Jane, if you want to go ahead and come on in. Yes. So, have you got me loud and clear? I do. Yep. All right. First of all, I chuckled when you first made that statement, Nolan, about how your whole thing just blew up. And, you know, Nora Roberts has that effect on people in <laughs> yeah, some guess. situations. <laughs> and maybe your computer just said, oh, oh, stop this it. This is why I read her rarely, apparently. Uh, anyway, um, I, I'm not sure I can stay for, for too long, but I want to recommend a book that is dear and finely crafted and beautiful in its land and people descriptions. Um, it's a little bit historical. Uh, it is a fiction book. It's called Under the Bayou Moon. And I want everybody to read it. <laughs> anyway, um, it, it starts out with a young woman right after World War II who says, about all those Alabama men who are coming home from battle. I absolutely don't want to be known as the woman who makes his coffee, kisses him off to work, changes the babies, and welcomes him home with dinner. I want to be informed and imaginative and authentic. And um, and it's the story of that. So she, she troops off from her little town in Alabama to an even smaller town in Louisiana. And her journey to get there starts out in a little um, cafe in Bay St. Louis. Am I saying that right? Um, and she's sitting watching out the window and this train crosses the bridge and her wonderful, young, inexperienced mind says, oh, the head of that train's already been somewhere and knows things that the caboose doesn't know yet. And it was just charming, you know? Anyway, 
then you get to meet alligators and the people who try to uh, go after the oil in Louisiana and the com the community of Cajun folks grapples with uh, some people want to say your children may not speak French because that's not the American way and how they they protect that and she's the teacher and it's just it's it's a charming trustworthy believable book so that's a recommendation I have for you all to add to your list very cool thank you it, it's a good one it's Excellent. a good one <clears throat> all right thanks very much for that you are welcome what was the narration like? I assume you enjoyed that as well. Oh, it was fabulous. Okay. Good. You get to learn all the Cajun words for crocodile and the popos, <laughs> and we'll have us a fait dodo. Very exactly. Yeah. And you learn to say, let the good times roll, but I can't remember that one yet. Right. <laughs> I, I get that. Yeah. 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 yeah she does a good job. Fascinating culture down there. It's. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. You know, We're... you say you want to live some places. I'm not sure, but I sure want to spend some time there. I really yeah, do. Would, would be interesting, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Do it in the if you're if you're from a northern climate, do it in the winter because it's right. certainly warmer down <laughs> yeah. there. It's not the place you want to be. <laughs> not in yeah. the summertime. You don't. No. No. Nope. That's All right. Well, thanks for that recommendation. Yes. Appreciate it. Did y'all decide on a book club last week? No, we didn't because you weren't here and we didn't. Oh man, want to do it without you? Wow, I'm I'm touched, but I'm also sad because <laughs> I thought maybe you'd have that all done and I could just skate. But all right, no, we can't let you escape. Oh, yeah. I have to be responsible. That's good. That that forces me into adulthood, and I always well. Now I looked at one possibility. I was hoping everybody would have one. I looked at one that. That I think um, the Sherry told us about last week um, was uh, the mercy of the sky, the story of a tornado. By oh, I'm Holly up for Bailey. that. Yeah, that sounds good. But if anybody has any, if you have a better idea, that's um, DB eight three four one four, and it's. Okay. Um, just a little summary. It's a journalist of journalist and native of Moore, Oklahoma, chronicles the May 2013 EF5 tornado that killed 25 people, including 10 children. Discusses the path of the storm, which hit two elementary schools and a hospital, among other sites. Re reactions on the ground and the aftermath. I like that idea. It's even nonfiction. We almost never do nonfiction stuff. It's, it was either that or I had in my in my head about the great molasses flood because I just I remember hearing about that someplace and thinking yeah. that couldn't possibly be true, but. No, that would be good too. We need to we need to think about a book for November and December, guys. We need to start. We I don't guess we have to do a holiday type oriented thing in December, but um, if 
appropriate, doesn't it? Wouldn't be a if, bad idea. If we do a holiday when for December, I I'd like to read the Christmas train because that would give me an excuse to read it, and I've never read it. Never. All right, it's good. Um, let's think about that. That's I've read it a couple times, so that would be. And there are people on DB Review who uh, genuinely love it, so you can probably convince those people to read it again just for fun. So that's a good thought. We'll keep that in abeyance. And, and if, you, it if, you, if you like that tornado stuff, though, uh, with the May 2013 tornado, mm -hmm. some of the, if you want to, you know, hear it as it unfolded, you can find that on YouTube. Interesting. You can, yeah, those... you know, KFOR and KOCO and News 9, those are the three channels in, in Oklahoma City, and you can find it if you... If you know really? where to look those, those old broadcasters still out there they're still out there and wow. there's well there's some um interestingly enough gil and i were talking i think last week mm -hmm. about the may 3rd 99 storms and he had mentioned the kansas part of that and of course everybody forgets about the kansas part of that because more oklahoma had one that day too and uh, that stuff is still out there if you want to watch amazing. that but wow. sherry i just want to real quick i want to thank sherry and Gil, they both gave me some good suggestions, and I I have them all now. So thanks to those guys for for helping out, Very for cool. giving me some good book suggestions. That's excellent. That's the nature of people like those two. That's just how they roll. Um, all right. Well, I'm up for that. Eight three four one four is the order number. And it's by Holly Bailey. And it's called "The Mercy of the Sky." A story about a tornado. Okay. Very cool. Um, you, go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. I, I bet you Perry reads that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet he's already read it. In the process. W wouldn't hurt to have the expertise anyway. It'd be good to <laughs> hear from his perspective. The Interestingly enough, though, on that tornado in 2013, one of the, uh, in Oklahoma, of course, they fly helicopters. Uh, around those things you know they've of course had enough of them they know how to handle it and um the helicopter pilot for KFOR, yeah we're uh flying this and this, this. that storm is going right near my house it's like it Ugh. like he had done that thousands of times before so Ugh. how do you do that without emotion and without oh i i'd, I'd have probably have been a mess if i thought it was going you gotta near have my ice house. water in your Ooh. veins man. Mm -hmm. Just think of those guys that are like storm chasers that you hear about right? that go and try yeah. to find the eye of the tornado or yep. or hurricane and fly into it. Like, and no the, and that, it'll ha they have that too. I mean, they do the ground chasing too, but they they like I to get a, the helicopter. I did a little of that in Central Missouri years ago, the Ham Club, and I didn't want to. I really wanted to just go home, <laughs> but uh, it happened in the middle of the meeting. The guy's like, "Okay, let's all go. We're going to go out here and and do Skywarn and and tell people about this thing." And I'm like, oh, can, can, "Can can I just go home, please?" But uh, yeah, it was an interesting experience. Uh, Sherry has her hand up, so Sherry, come on in. All right, am I unmuted now? You are. Yep. You are. Okay, good. So I just wanted to say yes on the mercy of the sky. I recommended that. Last week, it's really, really good book. I've read it a couple times. Heartbreaking, but it's also really well done. Yep. The author grew up there, and her mother still lived there when this happened. It's very good. And I'm also thumbs up, hands up, applauding for the Christmas train in December. 
one of my favorite books of all time. I, I love thought it. you were the one. I was. I didn't I'm want to associate one. a name. I, I reread it every year, so I'm rereading okay. it no matter what. But all right. Come on. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, here. Ralph, year, did you have a? Go ahead. I'm sorry, Sherry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to. Every year around this time, I read something about 9/11. Yeah. So yep. I've been reading. Uh, 102 Minutes by Jim Dwyer and Kevin Flynn. Mm -hmm. And it's about the experience in the Twin Towers on 9-11. Mm -hmm. And lots of anecdotes about the people that were in there. Not so much about the, nothing about the terrorists exactly, but right. about the people who were in the towers, people who escaped, people didn't who didn't escape. And why so many people were trapped on the upper floors and all that. It's very well done. It's emotional, but also not emotional in some way. It's hard to explain. There's a but, book, Michael Hinkson, who has, he's a guide dog user, and he yeah. had a book. I don't know if anybody's read that one, but yeah. man. That, I used it, to work with Michael at Guide Dogs for the Blind. So wow. I've heard it, a story you know, you know what, though? It sure tells you that... Um, the, the intelligence and, and the smarts of those dogs. I mean, as good of a job as that dog did. Yeah, that's wow. the nature of those beasts. Well, Michael says the reason it worked was that he and Roselle had absolute confidence in each other. There's that's the it. Answer. And they were confident yep. in their team and they each did their part. Yep, that's the answer. And if you want to get really choked up about it, he'll tell the story and talk about how Roselle would give the firefighters kisses as they went by oh my and that gosh. was the last you know last contact they had like that. contact that yeah. many of them had yeah wow. and roselle did die from later a few years later she died and it's believed by all the vets involved that she died of complications of breathing in sure all the stuff that yeah. happened because they got out just as the building collapsed mm-hmm but it's amazing that, you know, you don't think about a dog being able to stay that calm and do a job like that. Yeah, she was a great dog. I had the honor of knowing that dog for a while. Real sweetheart. Wow. Let's bring up next, we have Ralph. And then Jane is going to be next. So Ralph, go ahead. And then Jane, you'll be up after him. Whoops, let me. And Ralph is muted. So, Jane, if you get unmuted before he does. Okay. Let, I me, just hit, have let a... me hit his button again here. But go ahead, Jane. Okay. So, a couple of things. What is the name of the book correctly so I can go look it up? Mercy of or In the Skies or Sky? That I want to know the correct title. And then... Um, what is the book that is about uh, Michael, the guide dog user in the, the Twin Towers? I've heard about oh, it. I, and... I'd have to look that up. Okay, I, maybe I can find it. The, okay. The correct title of the of the book about the tornado is "The Mercy of the Sky," the story the, of a tornado. The mercy. The mercy, the mercy of the sky. Okay. All right. Yeah, we've been too close to him. Huh? 
All right. Okay, Ralph, are you, Ralph ready? are you ready? Okay, I am. Can you guys there hear me? Go. Yep, sounding good. Cool. Uh, you know, on a lighter note, um, I'm going to reveal a secret about myself. When Janet Daly wrote the Calder series about, um, you know, the, the Triple C and all that, boy, mm -hmm. I, I fell in love with that uh, Western romance, cattle, horses, mm -hmm. all that. Mm -hmm. So, here lately, Bard has put on A Calder at Heart, which takes place in 1919, when oh. Chase was like 11 years old. Interesting. I loved this book. It was it was about the dollar hides and the Calders and, you know, um, the contention between ranches and who wanted water and all this and that. It was, oh, I wish she had written you know 10 more you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying yeah those it, were... was, it was it was good that was an amazing series actually uh this uh you know like i say chase was 11 and buck haskell his buddy was 11 and cully o'rourke was 11 and joe dollarhide were 11 they were all in the same class in school yep. and it told gave a little bit of background you know about them because, mm -hmm. you know, we know in future uh, books, you know, Chase grew up and became an old man and all that. Sure. So, uh, ah, it was just good, though. So that, That's great. Uh, Thank you. That, that is fiction, of course. And sure. the, the nonfiction, uh, I'm almost through. I was reading some of the, uh, you know, bibliography, so I hadn't posted it yet. But it's Orphans Preferred, the Twisted life and legend of the pony express mm -hmm. and it's really darn it's really good and bill wallace is a terrific narrator by the yeah, way he's good mm -hmm. and the, it just it was really uh, you know interesting to hear about how the myth and legend of the pony express which only lasted 18 months just grew over the years and movies and tv shows have been made about it and uh, you know, it's really been popularized as, uh, uh, you know, something thrilling or whatever. It was a tough job for the people involved, and not too many correct uh, histories were kept of it. Uh, but during this book, uh, there's a guy named Pony Bob, that's what they called him, and he was, he was found to be um, one of the most one of the best writers they had and then in 1950 yeah, when you read this book you'll read about bronco charlie who uh, was a showman at best and he lived in new york and of course he said he rode in the pony express and all that but anyway it was a good book orphans preferred orphans and preferred. that was an that was another uh misleading element of the pony express as well so it was good they did okay. tend to hire just single people for that job uh, when they could, didn't they? Or is that uh, not, not valid? No, no, not necessarily. They wanted good okay. writers. They just wanted writers. small guys, though. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, to send a letter by Pony Express would, from St. Joe to Sacramento, California, cost you mm -hmm. $5 a letter. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> and people back then made $20 a month, maybe. You're right. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, businesses and you know, newspapers would be the ones who sent most of the mail. Mm 
Mm-hmm. The, the the individual letter had to be paper thin because the writer could only carry so much poundage. Yeah. And he had to be slight and you yeah. know, not not weigh much. The horses had to be fast and all that. It was good. Sure. It was a good Sounds book. like a great book, yeah. One Thanks. of the things that I really and this is Jane hopping back in, that I loved about that book was that it was so absolutely un. Uh, uncomplicated it's like if you're going to do this you need to do this 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 and this and if you don't do those things correctly you're going to have one heck of a mess on your hands trying to get this job done and i think what a role model for people starting businesses they should look at what worked and what didn't work and some of these very basic kinds of businesses and i know you know when i read about the the founding of trader joe's i thought there it is they just used common sense above all else and respect for um, the people as compared to the Pony Express really com- you know, ex- taking care of their animals and every detail of their challenge. But mm-hmm. anyway, I, I thought clear. it was a great book. Thank you. Yeah. And by the way, Nolan, the we don't have any more hands, but the date of that tornado, if anybody ever wants to watch the YouTube stuff, you want to search for uh may 20th 2013 more oklahoma tornado that's the that'll be the correct date you want to look for very cool happy mother's day yeah no kidding what a what a time all right uh since we've exhausted the excellence of the group here or for the moment at least you want to go first jenny or do you want me to do something if you want okay well you've got power (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah my <laughs> my 15 minute uh uh quit early is coming up really quickly here good point see if we can make it happen stay all day um i'm going to take a bit of a hard left here and do some non-fiction although we really it's not because we've been talking about non-fiction pretty much all night it's interesting how that works um this is a book that had phenomenal personal connections to me and I, you rarely find those in the world. You'll find one occasionally that uses street names that are familiar to you because it's about your neighborhood. And that's fun. Those are always usually fun. But rarely do you find one that uh, recognizes people as, and, and then you're able to see those people as people whom you knew or with whom you associated at some level in, in, in some way. I want to recommend to you very highly and i've not sent this on to my list yet because i've decided that this podcast probably deserves the freshest stuff we can give it and then we can uh, send it onto the list a lot of list people are here and i prefer they not get reruns um <laughs> but i want to recommend salina utah massacre july 8th 1945 this is a fascinating book by mike rose r-o-s-e he is a sort of amateur historian, and uh, or maybe a little better than that, but he's he heard stories as a young person about a time in a small central Utah, very rural community, agricultural community, in which a mentally deranged young man from Louisiana, a member of the service, climbed a guard tower overlooking a prisoner of war camp here in the United States that housed German POWs took an automatic shotgun and simply opened it up or not shotgun, sorry, automatic machine gun uh, type thing and simply opened it up 
onto the tents of those sleeping POWs. And um, this is known as the Salina, Utah Massacre because that community has the dubious honor of being the only community in the United, or the, the, the one community in the United States where more prisoners of war died on American soil than any other part of the country. And um, nine uh, Germans died. Twenty more than twenty others were severely wounded, or, or moderately so. Um, this was a fascinating little book. I, I know the, the the town. I was born in that town, as a matter of fact, and so I have some knowledge of the ge geography around it. But that wasn't the, the real connection to me. The order number, by the way, is DBC two zero three one five. Once again, DBC 20315. And um, it's just phenomenal. I, I I had never heard, having grown up there, it was never taught in the history curriculums that, uh, that I experienced in fourth and seventh grade, at least, that we even had a POW camp in that part of the, the state, let alone that, that nine innocent Germans, if you can call them that, you could say if in your... If you were so inclined, you could say, well, three months earlier, some of those guys were shooting mercilessly at young Americans. Well, that's right. They, they were. But in this case, you have a case it's where seven. nine Germans died. It's 4.29 um, p.m. Can you mute that, please? Um, so I was never apprised of this until I read this guy's book. And you'll read about the events leading up to the massacre. Um, he even warned townspeople that he was going to do it. And, uh, I just, I loved the, the history. One of the, one of the key pieces of this book was the heroism of the physician who headed up the small, extremely rural hospital where the Germans were taken. His name was Dr. Ray Noyes. And, um, he was a devout member of my church and he, uh, obviously used a lot of prayer and a lot of science to help deal with those Germans that night. Um, he, they said he never looked into their eyes and said, are you a real Nazi or are you merely a German conscript? Um, he just saved lives. He didn't care what their background was or anything about them. He just knew that he was in the business of saving life. The community hailed him as a hero after that experience. Well, 12 years later, Dr. Ray Noyes was on duty at that same hospital when my parents, in a panic, blew through the doors on a blustery December day. And uh, uh, he knew, he, having treated my mother, that she was way early for this baby. And once again, Dr. Noyes, his heroism had to be called to the fore as he worked to save one more life. And uh, I've, I was just... I, my insides kind of turned to jelly when I read that. I thought, I wonder if he'll be in this because when I started the book and then the narrator said at the a narrator's note at the top of page 42 is a photograph of Dr. Ray E. Noyes. And I just kind of melted. It's like, oh my gosh, I know exactly who he is. <laughs> and uh, he played a part in, in that uh, scenario, in that circumstance rather, and a part in obviously in my life. And it was a, a really personal, amazing review. Um, 
the review itself, I mean, the, the book itself is is decent. I wish he had included some more primary sources. Uh, that was difficult to do because state and local and federal authorities all combined to slam a lid down on that story as tightly as they could get it. They didn't want the rest of the country to know that a massacre had taken place in a POW camp in, here in the United States. That was not going to make us look good, uh, to say the least. And so he had a tough time finding primary sources. And by the time he got around to writing this book, mo many of them were already dead or, or long gone. Uh, the physician who uh, was involved in, in such heroism that night, for example, died in, in 1972. So, um, but it was a good, decent little book. It's not that long. You're through it in a couple of an hour, maybe two at the most, if you speed this up a little bit. Um, again, that's the, it's called Salina, Utah Massacre, July 8, 1945. The author is Mike Rose, and the DB number is DBC20315. And no, while you were doing that, Nolan, I did find uh, the Michael Hinks and title is Thunder Dog. Okay. So if somebody, there's more to the title than that, but if you type That's in Thunder enough. on Bard, you're going to get it. Yep. Good deal. So. Thank you for looking that up. Appreciate that. Lots of good true books we found out about today. Yeah. It was, uh, just, I just was amazed when I stumbled into that one. It was that that personal connection just was it was like touching tinfoil to a uh to a cavity infected tooth right it just slapped me that's like wow i know this individual <laughs> that's cool though oh it was amazing when it ends up being about somebody you know that's neat yeah and well was... i'm gonna tell you about a book that i'm glad is not true <laughs> i would not want this book to be true but it is a book that kept me reading, and I'm going to have to go find the second one. I, until I, someone told me about it, and I didn't realize that it was part of a series, and I, I'm going to have to get the second one now. But it's called The Housemaid. I think maybe Jimmy Sparks might have told me about this originally, and another friend of mine told me about it, and it's by Frida McFadden. And she, the, it's about Wilhelmina, or they call her, she calls herself Millie because she didn't like the name Wilhelmina. She thought that was a terrible name for someone to give their child. And she is on parole from prison. She served 10 years of her prison term. And if she is good and does not violate her parole, she won't have to go back for the other five years. And she's determined that she is not going to go back to prison. And part of her parole requirements are that she have a, that she live at a physical address and she have a job earning, where she's earning money to support herself. Well, she is between jobs, she gets fired from the job that she had, and she was living in a studio apartment, and she loses, she gets evicted from her studio apartment, 
because she doesn't have the money to pay for it. And she's living in her car and sleeping in the back seat of her car. So she's applying for jobs. And of course, she, in order to get a job, she fudges her resume a little bit and she doesn't tell the whole truth about her life up to this point. But she applies for a job with this rich lady as a housekeeper. And she accepts the job and the pay of the job because part of the pay is that you know it's a she gets she gets to live there and that's all fine and so she goes and she gets shown this room and the room is up in this dark attic and it's like there's two light bulbs that that light the room without any chandeliers or anything over them and and she goes in this and there's the window has been painted shut, so she can't even open the window. And so as she as as time progresses, she begins to think that this Nina, the the wife of the the lady of the house, Nina, she she's so mean to her. She she purposely messes up the house. It was neat when she went there. For the interview and when she comes back there's every dish in the cabinet's probably been been put in the sink and dirty and the dishwasher's full of dirty dishes and there's things all over the floor clothes everywhere and everything and she makes it as hard for her as she can and and she begins to think that that nina might be a little crazy because she is nice to her sometimes and she'll do something really nice for her and then act like, well, maybe she's a thief and maybe she took something or, and, and, and the little girls are brat. And anyway, this book is about what, what happens and you find out is Nina really crazy or, you know, and why, why would they make the maid's quarters this room? That's, like like an attic dungeon more or less and the thing that the other thing that troubles her is the lock to the door is on the outside of the door and that when she asked Nina about it she said oh well it used to be a storage closet but oh things progress and she, she will keep you guessing that's the first book by Frieda McFadden I've read I'm definitely going to have to read more because I never guessed. I had no idea where this was going to go until she let me find out. And it, it it was really, it was a very good book. And it's called The Housemaid. And it's DB114201. And I know the next book in the series is called secret of the secret of the housemaid and i am gonna have to look and see if that's on bard or not i think i may have to get that one from audible but it was really good very cool and we don't have hands do we we do not oh now we do let me oh. hit the me unmute for jimmy here okay there you go jimmy go ahead and unmute A good book. There he is. Go ahead. It's a good book. Uh, it was a good book. 
I remember you sent me an email a few months ago and told me about it. And yeah, I got three popcorn now. <laughs> Have you read the second one? No, not yet. Oh, well, you'll have to get it because yeah. somebody told me it's even better than that one. Yeah, she's a good writer. Oh, she is. That's the first book of hers I've ever read. And yeah. I wish the library had more of them. Audible has a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How you doing, Melvin? I'm doing well, thank you. Glad you're here. Thanks for coming in. Okay. Let's bring up Don now. Hey, Don. Hi, how are you? I um, First of all, we've certainly had a lot of great recommendations today, that's for sure. Um, I'll, I keep telling myself I'm not going to add more to my to-read list. Yeah, <laughs> then I need to stay away from this. But I wanted to tell people about a really wonderful experience and how important it is not to write things off without attempting to see if they're going to work for you. I was perusing Facebook one night because I was bored and I was looking at the Ellery Queen Mystery Magazine feed and they mentioned that Ellery Queen was now available in digital format. And on a whim, I said, that's really good to know. I, I get it on audio, but I would love to read Alfred Hitchcock's Mystery Magazine because it's the same publishing company. And some other reader said, oh, well, that's also available digitally. And I went to the Alfred Hitchcock Mystery Magazine and I thought this is not going to work because it's going to be all ads, you know, mixed in with the text. And it's going to tell me, continued on page 55, and it's going to be a nightmare. But I looked at it, and I think it's, what do you pay? I think you pay like, I don't remember even what it is, 6 or $7 an issue. But what attracted me is you could subscribe by the issue. So if you subscribe, they'll bill you each issue. But you don't have to subscribe for like a year. And I thought, well, for one issue... I've wasted that kind of money on a bad movie <laughs> and I subscribed and you can, you get it EPUB and PDF. You can get either. And I downloaded the EPUB and I'm reading it with voice stream reader on the Braille display. And it's reading the only part that was difficult. The title page was challenging and the table of contents was a little strange, but once I got to the actual stories, you can read it cover to cover. It's really easy to read. Um, you could listen to it with voice stream. You could listen to it, I guess, with JAWS or whatever. I happen to be reading it in Braille. But I'm so glad I made the effort to see if it was going to work because, boy, is it working. That's, well, that's cool. And you never know about things like that. That's, that's right. really outstanding. Go ahead. So are the are you finding the ads uh, confusing? I'm not finding ads. Jeezy squeezy, how is that done? I mean, you can you can read it, just read the whole story, and then it goes on to the next Holy story. Smoke Jones, are you serious? Yeah, huh. it's it's really incredible. I mean, I haven't finished the whole issue yet because I've gotten interrupted. I'm reading another book 
in Braille that I'm not particularly liking, but I'm I'm finishing it because I'm reading it for book club. But um, but so far I've read four or five stories and I haven't found any ads, and it just goes straight text through the story. It's a straight read. Yeah, it's no a chance. straight read. I mean, it's it really is like reading a Braille book. I mean, I'm reading it on the display, but. It really is reading a Braille book, or you could listen to it also, because I'm using voice stream to do it. That's amazing. That's See, I would have, like you, I would have thought about that there would be jumps. And uh, Well, you're the one that said to me, oh, this probably isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if truth be told. <laughs> yeah, probably. But I mean, you really had a valid point. It just didn't turn out to be that way. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm thrilled you got it to work. That's. Yeah. You may want to try it. I really, think I will. It's Thank really you. good. Yeah. I think I will. Uh, I'm still having great success with the little uh, Kindle Fire 7 reader my daughter gave me. So that's so cool. I haven't changed my mind on that. <laughs> thought maybe my uh, ardor would mellow just a little, but no, it's still, I still feel really positive about that thing. It's not perfect. If you open Audible, the tabs across the bottom aren't labeled. And, you know, there's a couple of things that you, you grumble about. And But by golly, for that kind of money, it really is worth it. So anyway. You're always going to find something with whatever it is to grumble exactly. about in some form. You're exactly right. There are trade-offs everywhere. Yep. 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 Well put. Do we have any hands up? We don't. Sometimes uh, I've found on some of those things that on some of the Android apps, for whatever reason, if you don't see the labels of the tabs at first, yeah. sometimes they appear. So I've had okay. that happen in Audible, too, where if I wait a second. Okay. Well, that's good knowledge. I appreciate that. I'll I'll hover over it a little longer. No, I'm not saying it'll so always impatient. happen that way, but it's happened well, to me. It's worth before. trying. It's worth trying. Yeah. This next book that I'm going to talk to you about is one that I read on my $40 <laughs> flunky Kindle Fire 7. Um, and it's from my public library from Libby. You can get this on Libby if your library has purchased it. If not, it's also available in Bookshare. It's called... Oh, Randy, why don't you go ahead and we'll do you before I get started because I don't want to hold you up. I don't want you to wait. There you go, Randy. Hi, Come everybody. On. Hey. Um, you were talking about books, series, and I had gotten away from it for a while, but I just finished The Hidden One, the Linda Castillo series. Mm -hmm. I love those books and um, the Kate Burkholder mm -hmm. series. Mm-hmm. And boy, I started reading that, I think, Friday or no, Saturday, and I had it finished Sunday night. All right. Excellent. Those books are just so good. You can't put them it's, down. It's, yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on those? Because I, I can't tell. Is this a book that you could just pick up and read if you've never read the entire series, or do you really feel strongly that people need to read the? The series no, of, I don't think you need to read them in order because okay. there's no the only characters that are 
in it all the time are Kate Burkholder, the police chief. Right. And the, the guy that she is with, Thomas Sebi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other characters are all new. So, and I hadn't read, I read a few of them. I read Sworn to Silence and I read a couple other ones. Mm-hmm. And then I just thought, oh, I'm going to read another one. And I, I picked the hidden one. Mm-hmm. And I still have Fallen and After the Storm, oh, but nice hidden. The hidden one was um, last year's book, right? And I was still able to read. So you it. were okay. Okay, good. That's good knowledge. Yeah, yeah except I, that the relationship does develop from book to book between sure. Tomasetti and Kate, and, Kate, and sure. I find yeah. it fascinating the way it develops. Yeah. Yeah, me too it's, it's there's a lot of rocks in that in that path aren't there <laughs> so, yeah yeah yes. and now i'm i'm gonna go back and read one of the other books and then i want to read the new one an evil heart but i'm waiting it's it's on audible and i could get that but i'd rather read the audible their bard version i'd rather read it when it gets on bard because i agree i know it's going to get there and Save i don't want to use a credit if something credit. I know is going to get on board. I couldn't board. agree more. Yes. <laughs> so excellent. Thank yeah, you for that recommendation. Books. Yeah. Okay. Um, Edward is next. Let's bring let's bring him on. Good afternoon, everybody, or good evening, hey. depending on where you are. Um, I just read this one series. <clears throat> I got it from Audible, and I had to wait a while to finish finish it because I think it was. Parts one, two, and three were on Audible, but part four was not. And then they wow. finally brought up part four. It's called the it's called Perfect Storm. It's by Bobby Acart. And my favorite commentator, I guess, or reader, I guess, for Audible, uh, Kevin Kevin Pierce reads it. Uh, it's a one of those apocalyptic books. It's about a solar storm that wipes everything out and. You know, it's one of those. It's it's really good. Sounds wonderful. It, it actually, it really is. It is, and I downloaded Chirp. Um, I think that was the name. That yep, uh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I haven't tried it yet, but I'm going to just to see. But um, you were talking about books, like where some of them you don't have to read in order. Mm-hmm. There was one that I read, and it said on there. It was a series. It was called the Alt Apocalypse. Interesting. And it's, uh, I think it's seven, seven books, and it involves all the same characters. But in one book they might live, and another book they might die. Oh, interesting. And it, they're like one has to do with a fire, the other one has to do with a flood. I mean, most of them are realistic, except. They had one that kind of featured zombies a little bit, yeah, uh-huh. but um, but I mean, it was a really good book series, <laughs> and on there it said you didn't have to read them in order. However, I would if you decide you want to read something like that, which I would recommend. Mm-hmm. I usually uh, am not a big fan of the zombies, but that right. one was that one was pretty good. I gotta admit, I mean, it was pretty good. Yeah. But that that series, the Alt Apocalypse, you can get the entire series on Audible in one big collection, and I would recommend reading those in a row because 
if you read happen to read the last book, it's gonna, you know, kind of ruin the, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. So if you do read that one, I would recommend mm-hmm. just reading that, you know, that and see, you know, that series in order. So mm-hmm. that's all. I just, I just wanted well, to say. And I'm, my wife, I had asked her to download a book for me. I'm going to read it. It's one I read when I was really young. And I want to revisit it. It's called The Iron Coffins. Oh, and is that the one about the U-boats? Yes. That, well, it's the it's the one about a German U-boat captain. And right. I Herbert, whatever his name World is. Oh, one, but a, it's two. Yeah. It's a great so book. I, yeah. My oh. history teacher read that to us, and it really got me. Oh, and then I just, a great book. I got this book on Kindle. Um, cause I just subscribed to, it's called free booksy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's the history of submarines. So I might hit that one up. Eventually. Oh, that does sound fun. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, it, it'll be, you'll love revisiting uh, iron coffins. That one really gripped me. I read it when I lived in Oregon back in about Oh four Oh five. And I still have vivid memories of that book. Yeah. That, I mean, the last time I read, you know, well, the, when the history, our history teacher read it to us, Mm-hmm. It was back in the seventies. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, it's it's good. You'll enjoy that again. Yeah. I mean, I I did that with Helder Skelter, and I right. like the book, but it gets kind of boring in the court. Yeah, you know, when right. it gets all yeah. the legal stuff. But right. Um. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I want to say. Well, okay. thank you for being here. We appreciate Let's, it. Let's uh, bring Great on Ralph. All right. Uh, j- just to change directions a little bit. I'm not a big science fiction reader. However, I have read the books by Andy Weir, for you know, Project Hail Mary, mm-hmm. uh, The Martian, and the last one I read was Artemis about the city on the moon. Right, and it was really it was good. It was unusual, and uh, yeah, the heroine, if you will, is a porter. She delivers things, but she's also a smuggler. So uh, it was a it was a good book. And and it tied in, you know, the the gravity aspect and how people could survive there, and how valuable oxygen was, and all all this and that. So there was a underlying mystery to it as well. So I thought it was good. Thank you. That sounds. Yeah, I love science fiction and mystery combinations. They're way fun. It's yeah and. Take a certain amount of talent to write those. Really I hope does. he writes some more books because I really like his writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he gets so scientific. I mean, yes. sometimes mm-hmm. some of that stuff is a little yeah. over my head, <laughs> yeah. but but it makes it all believable. Right. Exactly. Let's bring on uh, Gil here, real quick. Okay. Uh, Gil, go ahead. Okay. Um, I want to. Um... Add my endorsement of uh, that, uh, both the selections you've made for the buddy reads. Oh, good. One about potatoes uh, and the uh, Christmas train. I've read it before okay. several times, but I'd like to read it again. So, yeah. uh, also, um, I finished a book this week that um, uh, I guess I have uh, mixed emotions about. Um, it's a it's a romance. Uh, it's uh, set in a community of uh, mostly African Americans, 
Um, it's called Touched by You. Uh, it's written by L. Wright, and that's E-L-L-E-W-R-I-G-H-T. And so um, the writing is not superb, at least that's my opinion. Uh, but yet I, I found myself uh, just kept coming back to it, wanting to read some more and read some more and read some more. And I guess it was just the right amount of tension or curiosity or whatever <laughs> that uh, uh, it caused that just kept me wanting to come back to that story and finish it. And um, so that's why I, I guess I have mixed emotions about it is because, you know, I don't consider the writing uh, fantastic, but uh, uh, but the story just kept me kept me reading, kept me wanting to read. And so uh, it's, it's about a... Uh, Brooklyn Wells, who uh, her dad owns the town, basically, and uh, uh, he wants her to marry a guy to support the business, and uh, she wants to go her own way. He wanted Brooklyn to, her dad wanted Brooklyn to become a, a attorney, and she became a social worker and to help the unfortunates in town, and so... He uh, uh, keeps trying to force her into this marriage and, and assisting. Um, it, it's just kind of a interesting story, an interesting plot. So uh, there are at, at least two more books in the series that I plan to, to read them soon because it definitely kept me reading. Very cool. Thank you for that. That's Edward. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot. I was so into telling you about the books, I forgot to ask you the question that I was going to ask everybody. Okay. <laughs> um, where is a good place where I can get some graphic audio? You know, that's a good question. I don't know that answer per se. Um, it ex obviously it exists. Um, yeah, I got one. It's a Western series, but I, um, somebody told me that there was some other really good ones. And Brandon Sanderson has done some. I don't know if you read him or not. He's a fantasy writer. Um, I love his his books, but he he did a a young adult one that absolutely rocked the house. It just blew the walls off. I loved it. It was a the Evil Librarian series. I I don't know whether Bard has has <laughs> no, that. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I would say audible may be the best at this point, the best place to look for graphic audio. They have some drama stuff up. You know, yeah. what, what I mean by dr dramatic, you know, like where they have different people doing the right or whatever, but that's about as yeah. close as I could it's, find. It's not the, quite the same thing. I, I agree with you. Um, no, it's not. Yeah, I, I don't have a good answer. I'm sorry. I don't I just don't know where you find that stuff. Yeah, well, I stumped you. See, there I go. You did. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. I'm Thank sorry. You. Sorry, I couldn't thing. be more helpful. That's that's all right. Well, we still have about a minute. So Don, if you can unmute, we'll give you the last minute or so. Yes. Hello. There you are. Yeah, uh, just a quick thing. I've been hunting for this book all during the last hour, and I finally found it. 
This uh, deals with uh, 9-11. It's called uh, The uh, Heroes of 9-11, written by Alan Zullo, Z-U-L-L-O. And uh, it's a good short read. Uh, It's uh, meant mostly for kids, I guess. I mean, you know, uh, younger, older kids. But uh, adults can read it, too. These are uh, some quick... uh, stories about uh, heroism that took place at 9-11 at various places in those in that area and uh, the Twin Towers and uh, Pentagon and so forth. So I thought I'd just uh, throw that in because I had read it earlier and I thought it would fit with this particular program. Very good, Don. You did it. (laughs) You got in before the top of the hour. Very good. Well, my radio work in my old days uh, actually. There you go. Yep, that's it. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Yep. Have a good week. All right. Well, Nolan, it looks like you either got shot out or you're going to have to go overtime, one of the two. Uh, Either way, let's do mine next week. It's not that big a, a massive deal, so we can hold out. Well, thanks, everybody. And thank you, Nolan. Thanks, Producer Perry, Jenny, everyone. All of you guys always make us feel so good. Enjoy the week. Week.